welcome to the Still Worthy Podcast, the safe and empowering haven for people like you and me, single, child-free women looking to embrace our unique path, celebrate our freedom and independence, and live our best, happiest, most fearless, fulfilling, and kick-ass life. I'm your host and sister friend, Sanja Lioness Mackey, here to guide you on this incredible journey that redefines womanhood and acknowledges your worth, irrespective of your marital and family status. Let's get this party started. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Still Worthy, the place for us single, child-free women to have some authentic, often vulnerable conversations about our lifestyle. So first off, girl, I have some good news. I am going to start doing guest interviews soon. Now, yes, yes, I know you like listening to me. You better. Okay. But I believe that bringing on other women who are living the same lifestyle as us to share their experiences, their wisdom and insight, their mountains, and even their valleys is going to make our conversations so much richer and ultimately make our lives so much more rewarding. So I'm looking forward to doing that. I'm in the process of working that right now, vetting some women that I would like to bring on. So stay tuned for that. Okay. For now, let's get on with today's topic, which is based on an old rock and roll song by the group Three Dog Night called One is the Loneliest Number. Okay, but is it really? Is one really the loneliest number? That's a rhetorical question, girl. Don't answer that, okay, because I'm actually going to give you the answer. And the answer is no, one is not the loneliest number. In fact, One is the most powerful number. So let's jump into today's discussion. And I'm going to tee it up first because there has to be some mindset shifts and some behavioral shifts before you can step into what I call the power of one. Now, as I've mentioned in earlier episodes, I grew up envisioning that I would get married, that I would have children. You know, if you had told me back in the day that I would be this age and still single with no children, I would have been highly highly surprised and shocked. Okay. But I kind of sort of made a deal with myself where I said that unless a potential partner treated me the way that I deserve to be treated, I would stay single. And I say, quote, kind of, sort of, because it was never a direct, explicit conversation that I had with myself. There was no big come to Jesus meeting, so to speak, you know, the kind where we have to give our own selves a kick in the behind so we can get our ish together. It was more just a given. It was a known fact. I would rather stay single than marry someone who did not treat me the way that I deserve to be treated even if that meant I would never marry and I would stay single for the duration of my life. There was never any wavering on that. You know, I never vacillated on that position. I never had any qualms about it. I was always rock solid on it. It was my boundary. It was where I drew like this personal line in the sand regarding what I was willing to exchange in order to become a wife. And my identity, my self-respect, my sense of self-worth, I wasn't willing to exchange those things, essentially meaning I was not willing to lose those things just to get a ring on my finger and a missus in front of my name. Some things should not be on the table. Some things should not be up for exchange. Some things should not be for sale. 
And your identity, your self-respect, and your self-worth are some things that should not be on the table. They should not be on the chopping block, on the sales block. Okay? So because this is the hill where I planted my personal flag, so to speak, and while I was waiting, if you will, for Mr. Wright to find me, I was busy learning to love. But not learning to love other people, I was busy learning to love myself. I was dating myself. I was pursuing my passions. I was building my confidence. I was realizing my dreams. I was establishing my sense of self-worth. I was indulging my personal whims. But I was doing these things not with other people or for other people. I was doing them by myself, for myself. I was going to the movies. I was going out to eat at restaurants. And I'm not talking about getting takeout and then going back to hide out at the house. I'm not talking about getting lost in the busyness of the bar at a restaurant, hoping people won't really, quote, see you. No, I'm talking about I want a full service table with wait staff. I want the table by the big window. I want the big table, you know, the best table in the house, the one everybody wants. Yeah, give me that table. I'm talking about going to concerts and comedy shows and Broadway plays by myself. I'm talking about living the life because I learned along the way that if I kept waiting on other people's priorities, calendars, and bank accounts, I was going to miss out on my life. I was going to miss doing the things that I wanted and loved to do. And I simply wasn't willing to do that. I wasn't willing to do it, girl. I wasn't willing to sit on the sidelines of my life and let my life pass me by simply because I did not have somebody to go places and do things with me. And along the way, as I was dating myself, as I was falling in love with myself, I grew bolder. I grew more confident. I grew more self-assured. I grew more comfortable in my own skin. Girl, essentially, I became a badass. Okay, like you couldn't tell me nothing. I became curious and interesting and passionate and adventurous and funny and engaging. All the things that were really inside of me already. But like a caterpillar going through a metamorphosis to become a butterfly, that's really when things started to bloom. Hell, I would have married my own self if I could have, girl, (laughs) because I am the ish. I was the ish then and I am the ish now. And you best believe that I let any man who crosses my path know that as well. Oh, baby, no, you're not going to come into my bold, beautiful, bodacious life and just treat me any kind of way. No, you better come correct or you better keep stepping. Like you have to have that attitude. You have to draw that line in the sand. You have to know where you stand. But that comes from knowing your own worth, knowing who you are, knowing your identity and having a sense of your own self. That comes from knowing yourself and loving yourself that you can make that kind of stand and you can be like, no, I'm good. If you're going to treat me in a way less than I deserve to be treated, you can keep it moving. You can keep it going. I'm good solo. You see, I had a good thing going with myself and I wasn't willing to let just any man come into my life and screw that up. If he couldn't be an addition to my life, an enhancement to my life, I sure as hell didn't need a subtraction and a distraction in my life. I didn't need that. So along with all these fabulous changes that were happening in me and in my life was the fact that I really was growing to love and cherish my solitude. Now, some people, some women especially, are afraid to be alone. They're afraid to be with themselves, afraid to be by themselves. But me, 
Girl, like, why would I not want to spend time with somebody who is the ish? Because we already established that, right? Like, I was a badass. Why wouldn't you want to spend time with somebody like that? I cherish my alone time. It's like a gift. Even in relationships, I need a fair amount of alone time. And it's not that I'm an introvert or that I need to take a break from people to recharge my energy. No. In fact, I actually love crowds. I love the busy, bustling energy of crowds, you know, like the kind that you would find in New York City. I thrive on that. My energy actually gets a boost from that. But in the midst of all that, I can roll solo. I can be with people or I can roll solo. I will be perfectly fine either way. I enjoy my own company and I love my own company. And the way that I see it, the way that I feel, I may be alone, but I'm not lonely. And there is a difference. Nor am I sitting in my aloneness, desperately yearning for company, especially that of a man. Now, would it be nice to cuddle on the sofa watching Netflix while in the embrace of a strong pair of masculine arms? Of course, girl, I'm not crazy. <laughs> of course, it would be nice. Okay. But if I don't have that, make no mistake, moving night will still continue. The show of life doesn't stop just because there's no man in the picture. The life goes on. The movie goes on. Do you see what I'm saying? Okay. Now, here's the thing I want you to understand and really take in. I want you to be confident in who you are as a single child-free woman. I want you to be out there rocking the single child-free life, enjoying your freedom and independence, exploring every inch of this world, every facet of your life. I want you to revel in self-love. Do you hear me? Revel in self-love and do things simply because you want to because you deserve them, because you're worthy of them. And I want you to learn how to enjoy your own company too, to think to yourself, I am the ish to hang out with, even when you're just hanging out with yourself. So that when a man comes along, you know without a shadow of a doubt that you are allowing him to enter your space, to enter your world, not because you need him, not because you can't live without him, not because you'll crawl under a rock and die if you can't have him in your life. No, I want you to act from a place of confident, empowered self-worth that says, I care about this man. I want him to be a part of my life and I'm inviting him to be a part of my life, but I'm prepared to let him go if I have to lose myself in the process. Did you hear what I just said, sis? No one is worth your peace of mind, your well-being, your self-respect or your self-worth. No one. And I want you to be able to draw that line in the sand, just like I did, where you just know that this is where you plant your flag. This is your boundary. I love you, but I love myself more. And I would rather lose you than lose myself. Because when you can approach a relationship from that standpoint and mean it, it's such a place of strength, freedom and empowerment. And you have the confidence of knowing this man is a part of your life, not because you need him, not because you can't live without him, not because you're scared of being alone or being lonely, but because you invited him into your space and into your world from a place of confident self-assurance and self-worth. And girl, that is a hell of a place to start and build a relationship from a place of want and not need. I mean, do you see how the energy is different? You want the beauty and the freedom and the confident assurance that comes from knowing you chose a man because you wanted him, not because you needed him. 
And let me also tell you this. Many men love this perspective and this vantage point. I mean, just this morning, I had a friend who shared an Instagram video with me where a man, a married man, was answering the question that a woman asked him, what is the most underrated quality in a woman? And do you know what his answer was? He said, freedom. He said the fact that a woman has the freedom to be who she is, to do what she wants, yet she still chooses a man is sexy as hell. He found it sexy as hell. He said that my wife is free to be and do whatever, but she still chooses me each and every day. He said it's sexy as hell. Okay, so he said a lot of men can't appreciate that, though. They can't appreciate the position of being chosen because they would rather be entitled. Now, he didn't explain the context of that word exactly as he was using it. But to me, when I think about it, it's exactly what I'm talking about when, you know, when I say it means the man thinks from a place of need, like I'm entitled to certain things because she needs me. She can't do certain things. She can't acquire certain things without me. Do you see the difference? Being chosen versus being entitled. And I don't know about you, but who would want a person who feels entitled? I want a man who knows that I have the freedom to choose and who appreciates that I am choosing him. But you can only do that. You can only be that type of woman when you are good with yourself, when you love yourself and you appreciate everything that you are and everything that you bring to the table. And just a little side note, FYI, girl, like I don't care what anybody says. I can't imagine a greater loneliness than the loneliness that some women feel in their marriage. Like they took a life partner who vowed to be there for them through everything. And many of them feel lonelier married than they did when they were single. I cannot imagine that. Okay. One is not the loneliest number. For people who believe that, who choose to feel that way, maybe it is, okay? But for me, one has always been a place of power and strength, freedom and independence, courage and confidence, self-esteem and self-worth. To me, one is the most powerful number. The question is, will you allow it to be a powerful position and state of being for you as well? Now, just another side note before I wrap up today's episode, in God's word, It does speak to the power of two or more people who are joined together in his name. And even in corporate cultures, there may be talk about how a team produces better results than an individual. But even in that situation, I feel the same way. The strength and power of a team or group is only as good as its individual members. The sum of something is only as good as its individual parts. This means that the most kick-ass team or group Our couple is going to be the one that starts with the most kick-ass individuals who then become a part of the team, the group, or the couple. One is still the most powerful number. Okay, you know I always try to give a tangible takeaway at the end of each podcast episode, a mindset shift or behavioral change that embodies the spirit of the episode. I want you to do something alone that scares you. Something that you are scared to do by yourself, because I want you to experience the pride, the sense of achievement and the boost to your confidence that will come on the other side of this thing that you think you cannot do. And I'll just, you know, I I talked about this in an earlier episode and I'll share it again. You know, one thing that I did 
one time was going to a comedy show by myself. Now, I definitely could have called up my comedy club friend. You know, I had all kinds of friends that lived in the city, but there was one in particular that was my comedy club girl. We, we went to the comedy club all the time together. But for some reason on that particular night, I just wanted to roll solo. And sometimes it's like that. We just want to be solo. I really didn't want company that night. So I went alone. And yes, I was absolutely cognizant of the fact that practically everybody else was there with another individual or with a group of people. Did it feel totally comfortable? No, I would admit that. No, it didn't. But it didn't stop me from going. It didn't stop me from ordering food and drinks. It didn't stop me from laughing and having a good time, which was the reason I had gone in the first place. It simply didn't stop me. And coming out of that, I felt like a walking powerhouse and that I knew I could do something few other people, few other women could do, which is to go out at night by myself and actually enjoy myself. Now, if somebody in the audience looked at me with pity. Well, th that's on them. OK, what's the saying? What if somebody else thinks of you is none of your business. But as for me and how I felt, baby, I felt like a certified badass. You couldn't tell me nothing. You, you, you still can't. OK. All right, girl, that's it for today. I just wanted to share that with you. I wanted you to think about that, the number one from a different perspective. The number one is you. You are single. You are child free. You are not married. You don't have a family. You don't have a husband. You are one, but there is power in one. There's power in that number. And I want you to start thinking about it like that. I want you to start seeing yourself like that. I want you to start walking like that. I want you to embody that. One is the most powerful number. Okay? Until next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Still Worthy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. Share it with family and friends who would enjoy and benefit from these insightful and increasingly relevant conversations. Follow us on social media to connect with an amazing community of single, child-free women. And visit stillworthywomen.com to work with me, travel with me and other single, child-free women, and stay abreast of projects I'll be launching soon, just for you. I hope today's topic encouraged you to view your lifestyle with a fresh, exciting, and empowering new perspective. And I can't wait to have you join me for the next episode. Until then, remember that your life choices are valid, your journey is beautiful, and your worth is immeasurable. Oh, 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 oh,